and welcome to the Reader's Quadrant, an Empyrean podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Samantha. We are doing a chapter-by-chapter reread and analysis of the Empyrea book series written by Rebecca Yaros. Today we will be discussing Chapter 9 of Fourth Wing. We do swear and we are not spoiler-free. You have been warned. Okay, so we have a few things to discuss for this week's battle brief. First off, I'm not sure if anyone has seen it, but the Greek version of Fourth Wing is going to be released in March. It looks amazing, as every single non-English translation has looked. There's a colored map, sprayed edges. I wish I could read Greek, then I could justify buying it for myself. But alas, I do not. Seriously, what is with Europe and getting all these freaking awesome versions? I don't know. I want sprayed. I, well, we have sprayed we have edges. Sprayed I want the color. I want the colored maps. I want all the things. <sighs> yeah. So if you can read Greek and you get a copy of this in March, we would love for you to send us a video or some pictures of it. That would be great. Um, I am very jealous Second... of all of them. <laughs> Every time we see a new uh, edition release and it's in Europe, we're always just insanely jealous. Yeah, 100%. Boo. Although I'm so excited for my fr- I'm so excited for my French version. Oh yeah, when is that getting there? April, I think is the release date for that one. Ooh. I should have had um, you get me one. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't read French, but still. <laughs> It look, definitely looks pretty. Um, so next up, I'm sure everyone's heard at this point, but the fourth wing bonus chapters have been released on Rebecca Yaros' website, which is great timing for us because this week, uh, since we are covering chapter nine of fourth wing, we will also be releasing a bonus episode on Thursday that will be discussing the chapter nine from Zayden's point of view. So look forward to the extra content. And if you haven't had a chance, Go read those uh, chapters on Rebecca Yaros' website. They're really fun. Our last update for Battle Brief is that Fourth Wing won an Alex Award. Rebecca Yaros just posted about this on her Instagram. And so the Alex Awards are given to 10 books written for adults that have special appeal to young adults ages 12 through 18. So that's exciting. Congrats. Yeah, it's a big deal. She's won a lot of awards. She really has. Like... If it's an award that is eligible for, chances are she's won it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Let's keep it going. I'm excited for the next book whenever we get that in, like, a year or two. So. (laughs) I would also like to point out that uh, after Lunar New Year, we are going to be entering the Year of the Dragon. Are we really? We are indeed. That's awesome. So... Who knows? Although I'm a snake, so I, I need to look up what that means for snakes. I'm a dog. Oh. Nice. Uh, but there has been theorizing on the interwebs that because it is going to be the year of the dragon, when Lunar New Year comes, I'm not exactly sure when Lunar New Year is, but there has been theorizing that there will be some kind of fourth wing Empyrean announcement. That makes sense. It is on Saturday, February 10th this year. Okay. So, maybe keep your eyes peeled. 
Yes. Because Rebecca Yaros also posted on her Facebook to someone who said, now drop the uh, third book title. She's like, keep your eyes out. You never know when news will be dropped. So. Mm. Okay. So. Last time, Violet enacted her plan of poisoning her opponents on the mat by utilizing her position of volunteering to work during breakfast. Professor Kaori introduced us to various different dragons and their temperaments, and Violet beat her first few opponents in hand-to-hand combat on the mat. The chapter ended with Zayden stepping up to challenge Violet. And the sexual tension was just palpable. Just kiss. So, to start this chapter, the quote is, I will not die today. And that is Violet Sorengale's personal addendum to the Book of Brennan. Also, yeah. I just had a thought. I feel like she writes in very pretty cursive handwriting, a la Hermione Granger. And I feel like Brennan <laughs> writes like Ron Weasley, and Mira's probably in the middle like Harry Potter. I just feel like their dynamic between the three of them is like that. <laughs> That's a probably a fair assumption because I would agree Violet has nice handwriting. She was going to be a scribe. Yep. So that's just my personal opinion. Just thinking about because she would have had to handwrite it into the book of Brennan. So just where I was thinking. All right. So Violet's first sentence in this chapter reminds me of my favorite line from way back in chapter one. That line was, I'm so fucked. This line is, I'm so completely screwed. She couldn't say I'm so fucked this time because we wouldn't know exactly what she was talking about. (laughs) What definition of the word are you talking about? That is so true. (laughs) Although screwed could also mean that. (laughs) It's true. This is very true. So um, this description, by the way, she gives of Zayden is fucking hot. Because he's all six foot everything of him, dressed in midnight fighting leathers in a tight fitted short sleeve shirt, which you know is black, and also tight t shirts on a ripped guy like him. Yes, please. Mm. Tight black shirt. Oh, yes. yeah. Who doesn't like that? Seriously. And then Violet says that her, quote, heartbeat kicks up to a full gallop as if my body knows the truth my mind hasn't quite accepted yet. Mm-hmm. What she thinks is that she's going to get her ass kicked. And come on, we all know it's really that she's refusing to acknowledge that she's hot for Zayden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, let's, let's, let's think about this here. So... <laughs> Professor Emeterio then decides to gather literally everyone around to watch. Because <laughs> why not? Because Aiden's one of the best fighters, and so he wants people to watch and learn. Dane then tries to argue, which earns him a death glare from Zayden. Oh. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I love Violet's description, though. She says that his glare makes her realize that he's been taking it easy on her in the glaring department. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. He fucking hates Dane, and I am right there for it. So, (laughs) Zayden essentially tells Dane to fuck off and then starts handing all of his weapons to Imogen, which makes Violet jealous. 
because she still thinks they're lovers. <laughs> oh, how wrong she is. Mm-hmm. Um, although it'd be even more funny if Imogen was not into men. That would make it even better. Just the dichotomy of this thought that Violet has. Is she bisexual, Imogen? I don't know. I don't think we know. I think she was with a woman in the second book. Was she? I can't find anything to support that. That's my own personal headcanon, though. Okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think that she's bisexual. I have nothing to support that theory, but that is what is in my head. It seems like, because on the wiki and both of them, it has some, like, a work-in-progress relationship for them. So, I mean, it would make sense. I just don't remember that happening. Okay. So... Um, he's handing off, Zayden's handing off all of his weapons, which Violet then's like, don't you need those? And he's like, nope. And that she brought enough for both of them. Which, this whole exchange would kind of piss me off, personally. Because, <laughs> first of all, it's insulting that he doesn't even need his weapons to beat her. Second, he's implying that he's going to be using her own weapons against her. <laughs> yeah. So I don't blame her for getting pissed off, which honestly is what he was trying to do. Probably. Violet now says that her heartbeat is going faster than the wings of a hummingbird. So I found it really interesting that she goes from describing her heart as a horse, which is a huge animal, to a hummingbird, which is a tiny one. And so... I kind of was wondering if it was maybe some sort of foreshadowing to Tarn and Andarna, with Tarn being the horse and Andarna being a hummingbird. Oh, interesting thought. And so what do you think about that? It's a it's a good dichotomy and it works with the relationships. Yeah, I like that. It's always hard with foreshadowing to know if that's actually what it is. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I hate foreshadowing. I like foreshadowing because you can kind of make it whatever you want, right? Like, if yeah. you see foreshadowing, then there is foreshadowing. True. I guess I was going to I don't, I have a bias against foreshadowing because when I was in high school, we had this teacher who was all about foreshadowing, but she was just a terrible teacher and kind of a terrible person. And so I have negative emotions attached to foreshadowing <laughs> and symbolism. <laughs> oh my God. She was worse when it came to symbolism. Ugh. I love symbolism. I love symbolism. She took it to like the fucking extreme and I hated it. What is the meaning of the blue curtain? Yeah. What does the blue curtain tell you about the main character's emotions? I mean, <laughs> I love shit like that. I mean, yes, sometimes that is a thing, but sometimes it's just a blue curtain. Maybe the author just like blue. <laughs> but I, I don't know, because I'm of the opinion, like if symbolism or foreshadowing says something to you personally then yes like like that's what it means because you related it and you tied it in to what you were reading so like i don't know i just like it i really liked english class i did too just not that year (laughs) (laughs) it's my sophomore year of high school This is also the one who, like, lived in the bad part of town and refused to buy a burglar alarm because she thought that God would save her. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with believing in God or any of that, but I also have, I am personally of the opinion that God helps those who help themselves. 
AKA he had mm-hmm. people invent burglar alarms for a fucking reason. Go buy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had her house broken into That's a smart. couple times. So yeah. Smart advice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and now we begin our dance. Zayden curls his fingers at her in a come hither motion, which would make me seethe. That would seriously just piss me off. Like, Mm. I agree. That would make oh, me so man. mad. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! I she kept her cool a lot longer than I would have. Just saying. <laughs> you know, I don't think I would be good at these instructions on the mat. Like, I don't think I'd be very good. But it'd be great for getting out like pent up anger. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like I, I told uh, Kelsey the other day, I am the type when I get really mad, I want to hit and break things, which unfortunately is frowned upon in society normally. <laughs> I I am much too clumsy to do anything of this sort. Like I sliced the top of my finger off the other day. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Walk cooking myself dinner so i regularly like walk and then i'll twist my ankle or i go to sleep and then i can't move my neck yeah for like days and so <laughs> <laughs> so i really shouldn't be going anywhere near a place where you need to fight other people yeah and you're gonna use the guard now and the mandolin right <laughs> i actually want to get the chainmail gloves true that's right yeah the chainmail gloves they're awesome I don't have one, but they're cool. I regularly cut my fingers when just like chopping vegetables, just with a regular knife. So I should just probably invest in the chainmail gloves and just wear them whenever I'm around sharp utensils. Or just all the time because it's just badass. Maybe. Well, especially in the wintertime. I would hope they'd be warm. I don't know, but yeah. At least a little bit. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be any good at this. Yeah, probably same. Um, so Violet then also notes that Zayden can kill her without punishment since he's not in her squad, which is weird to me because he's her wing leader, but whatever, I guess it doesn't matter if they're still in your chain of command? Question mark? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think it's just if they're not, because you're supposed to form a bond with the people in your squad, but anyone above you can do whatever they, whatever they want. Which is stupid. I don't think that breeds cohesiveness in a military unit. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know how military works. So I don't know if this is like kind of mimicking. Obviously not the killing part, (laughs) but like people can like pull shit on each other. Like if you're high, I can only assume that if you're higher up than someone else, like you can pull shit on them without like repercussions. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I've never been in the military. I've also never been in the military. Once again, I I would not do well. Like, when we were talking World War Three and about how women would be involved in the draft if there was one, I was like, oh, I don't... <laughs> like, is there, is there a finance division of the military that I could... I bet that I could... I bet there is. Join? I mean, they would <laughs> have to. I would imagine military has accountants. I mean, they'd have... Because, yeah, I... I would be a burden to anyone else on the front line. 
Violet decides to open by throwing a dagger at his, quote, ridiculously well-sculpted chest. (laughs) (laughs) And then he, unlucky for her, uh, Zayden actually catches her dagger and then basically tells her to try again. Like, how? Hasn't Zayden heard the saying, um, a falling knife has no handle? I have never heard that saying. It's it's meaning that like when a knife is falling, you shouldn't try and catch it because like you probably cut your fingers off. Yeah. What's he out here doing, catching knives that are being thrown at him? Well, did he catch what end? Did he catch? Did he catch the pointy end, or did his like what? Stick him with the pointy end. Um, <laughs> I bet Violet wants his pointy end. Um, oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but he throws it away. So, I don't know. I, I can only assume he caught the pointy end because if he caught the hilt, I, like, Violet had really terrible aim. If the hilt was the part, <laughs> the side that was going towards him. Maybe he did, like, the two-hand, like, catch, like, the slap thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Wow. I feel like that would look a little ridiculous. But I don't know. She doesn't actually say, really. Interesting. Violet just comments that he's super fast. And she's like, I have to be faster because she's quick. That's her thing. But she's not as quick as she thinks she is. (laughs) And she tries to do this um, swiping kick combo that Rhiannon has taught her over the past six weeks. Which uh, doesn't work. So... (laughs) Zayden dodges, catches her, and pulls her to the ground and knocks the wind out of her. I just, my thing, I feel like Violet is letting her emotions get the best of her here. Like, I I don't think she's this stupid. Like, she does not have the weight to use against him. Like, she needs to think of some other way. Well, like, I feel like that's Violet in general. Like, she's always, for as academic as she is, she is super emotional. Like, she lets her emotions rule her. Like, as we see, again, in Iron Flame with her fight with Kat. With Kat, I was just gonna say that exact same thing. Like, she gets so mad. I will say, though, that leads to the best scene with her and Zayden. Fair. Fair. (laughs) But And and also, Kat was kind of rigging that situation with her signet. If you call a signet yeah. for them. I don't remember if the Griffin writers call it a signet or not. I don't think they do. But no, yeah, I agree. But yeah, Violet is an emotional person. I, and she is 20. Like, yeah. you're not the most rational at that age. So it's understandable. But I'm like, girl, you know that like, like trying to knock him over is not going to work. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like Violet is actually more Lilith's child than Mira. Like, I feel like Lilith was like this when she was Violet's age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's just gotten Mira, more controlled as she's gotten older. Mira can definitely mask her emotions. Yeah. And just be all business. Yeah. And Violet cannot. <laughs> No, not at this point. Nope. And that's what I'm saying. I, th- I feel like Lilith learned that over years and years. I don't think she was. I think she was like Violet at 20. Probably. And just in general, I think Violet is more Lilith's child than the others. 
as much as she wants to be her father's child, she's more her mother's child. Yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> while Violet catches her breath, Zayden just kicks her knife off the mat, which kind of confuses her because she thinks she's going to die every time. Also, he's not taking the dagger she use against her. She thinks he's just disarming her just to prove he can, which causes her to get even more angry. It's just she just constantly gets more angry every single time, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> which she's not wrong because he is pretty much doing it just to prove he can. <laughs> mm-hmm. As we will see once we talk about the bonus chapter. Yeah. So... Um, she then tries to get him with another dagger. She's got ten of them at this point, at the beginning of this battle. So, she just keeps losing daggers. Um, he removes this dagger from her hand, tosses it away. Then he leans close and says another one of our favorite quotes. Going for blood today, are we violence? I just love that. Mm-hmm. I just love that. It's, it's cute. It doesn't sound cute, but it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute for them. It's cute for them. Because again, like, Kelsey and I talking about this a little bit before, this whole fight scene is just them flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. The entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zayden knows that. Violet does not know that. Not until the end. <laughs> So Violet hates this nickname, and then she realizes that he's just toying with her, which really pisses her off. She then offer he then offers her a hand up, which she stupidly takes. Honestly, she should have known better. Yeah. She really should have. Like, even with her anger being what it is, she should have known better. And even like without like knowing better, if you're pissed off at someone. Why are you taking their hand anyway to help you up? To me, I would get up myself just to be, just to spite you. Yeah. Just saying. So when she, when she takes his hand, he then pins her against his chest with her arm behind her back, kind of hot, and then takes another dagger. This time he holds it to her throat and warns her against trusting people on the mat. They banter a little, and then Zayden tosses this third dagger to Dane, who's already got the other two, and looks like he literally wants to kill Zayden. Which yeah. he always does. <laughs> Let's be real. But I mean, okay, at this particular moment, I don't exactly blame him, because how this must look to everyone else, because even Imogen thinks that like Zayden is going to straight up kill Violet. So... I don't actually blame Dane for being a little, like, ugh, at, at this moment. I can, because I hate him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, Violet then goes for a throat punch, which pleases Zayden as he blocks it. And then pisses her off even more. And since she's pissed off and not really thinking, she repeats that uh, sweep kick thing from before. Because she's just reacting. And then she loses another dagger. So she now only has five daggers left, all at her ribs. She takes one out and then circles Zayden, who just stands there, not even moving. 
which pisses her off even more. Like, he's just standing there with his arm just, like, hanging down, just like, the fuck are you doing? It just... I know I brought this up before, but it just reminds me of, like, Aang in Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, he does that a lot. Because it's an actual fighting yeah. style to do that, actually. But To dance around? To, like, circle around someone like that? Yeah. It's part of a fighting style. I forget what it's called. But I don't know any fighting style, so I believe you. You should watch Avatar The Last Airbender, then, because they do four of them. <laughs> Interesting. Each nation in there, fire, earth, air, and water, has like a distinct fighting style that you see. Is that the one with, um, is it a live action one? No, it's a cartoon, but like they're making okay. a live action one. Didn't they already make a live action one that was really terrible? We don't talk about that. Is that the one that has Brooklyn Beckham's wife in it? Oh, that I don't know. I just know it's M. Night Shyamalan's version yeah i'm pretty Ding sure has, Bur- has brooklyn beckham's nepo baby wife in it yeah okay well it was terrible we don't acknowledge it exists <laughs> okay i believe you <laughs> hopefully well with the new show they're doing on netflix the live new live action one the creators of the show i believe are involved or at least were involved so hopefully it'll be in a better direction hopefully it'll be like uh percy jackson because i've really been enjoying the percy jackson show on disney plus and the author has been really involved in that i heard it was good i haven't read those books so i haven't watched it yet but i heard it was really a really good adaptation i mean it's really cute i feel like as an adult if you haven't read the books it's definitely like a juvenile show like it's meant for kids right like it's meant for kids around that age but it's enjoyable okay and of course all the people (laughs) complaining about the actress who plays annabeth oh i heard about that the athena's daughter one like she's black and she's apparently in the books like blonde with curly hair blonde but of course all the complaints about have nothing to do with her race it's just they don't think she's a very good actor of course oh really I, the articles I saw was that people were mad that she was black. <laughs> no, I'm being I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Well, you never know. There are people some are, who try to hide it in that. Yeah, people are being like, it has nothing to do with her race. I just don't think she's very good. I'm like, okay. I think, didn't the same thing happen with the Teen Titans live action where they made Starfire black? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that probably, I'm sure that happened. There. I mean, it happened with Hermione and the uh, Cursed Child thing. Yep. And I'm just like, okay, we're we're dealing with literal children here. Like, I think she is actually, like, 13. Can we just not? Not do that? Yeah. It's like, there's a sign that I've seen. It popped up in my Facebook again recently. Where it's like, these are children. Your child does not play for the Blackhawks. Do not yell yes. at the refs like they do. <laughs> Yes, parents take children's sports way too serious. 100%. Your child is most likely not going to make it to the professional leagues. I hate to break it to you. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but most likely, yes, your child is not going to go pro. Even in Canada, the hockey players are not always going to go pro. 
<laughs> I would say even less in Canada are the hockey players <laughs> going to go pro because there's so many to choose from. I think I read a stat one time. It was like 0.003% even uh, ever play one game in the NHL. <laughs> so... I'm just thinking of, like, the guys in high school who are like, I'm going to play for the NFL. I'm like, no, you're not. You're a tall, skinny-ass dude with no talent. You're going I, nowhere. I always I always just think of, oh, I, I could have played the NFL, but then I blew out my knee. Yeah, okay. Like, every... They always <laughs> say that. Okay. It's the number yeah. one thing I feel like with especially adult men who are like, oh, I blew my knee out. I can't play anymore. Yeah, okay. You were never going to play to begin with. No, but sure. Yes, I understand. Childhood sports can affect your knees and stuff later in life. I get that. Yes, that's a real thing. But it is not the sole reason. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so <laughs> so she's circling Zayden. She's pissed off. He taunts her by basically saying, "Are you ever going to do anything?" <laughs> Which causes her to lunge at him. He ducks and she misses it by six inches. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> also, he's a tall dude ducking that far because she's short. <laughs> and evidently, the fictional world of Navarre joins the United States in uh, not using metric measurements. <laughs> 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 you know what I like my system so (laughs) deal with it (laughs) I don't care if it's 2.54 centimeters to an inch (laughs) I was gonna say I was gonna say I really hope that's right (laughs) that's about yeah it's about 15 centimeters for literally everyone else in the world there you go Oh, I was right. Yes. One inch is 2.54 centimeters. You have no idea how much of a big deal it is for me, guys. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not a math person, as I think we've discussed before. That's Kelsey's job. (laughs) This is true. I love the numbers. Literally. Uh, (laughs) Literally, that's your job. I love the numbers. I love the numbers and the numbers love me. I live that math life. I really should just have you do all my budgeting for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love budgeting. I have like this huge spreadsheet that I use for my own personal budgeting. And I love it. I'm going to send you the access to my budget app. And, uh, well, it's just like every year people are like, Oh, asking me, tax questions they're like can you do my taxes oh no that's very different (laughs) i'm an accountant i am not that kind of accountant you don't want me doing your taxes you might go to jail (laughs) (laughs) yeah no 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 accounting and taxing taxing and taxes are very different yeah so i'm like i'm not about that life or general accounting excuse me i should say so (laughs) so she misses it by six inches and while she's, like, apparently flying over him, I guess, um, Zayden grabs her and slams her to the mat again. <laughs> this time he takes two daggers and throws them to Dane. I just love that he is throwing 
all of these towards Dane, like, on purpose makes me laugh so hard. Because it's like he's attacking him, but not. He's just like, oh, here you go. Here you go. I know you think I'm trying to kill her. Yeah. So, um, then Zayden calls her out on poisoning everyone. And correctly, in my opinion, points out that if she keeps doing that, she's not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. He's really not wrong. She's not actually learning. Which is funny because Violet's all about learning. <laughs> this is true. She is cheating. She's 100% <laughs> cheating. She thinks she's being smart, but really she's just cheating. Um, so they banter a bit where she yells that she hates him. He, his response is great, though. That doesn't make you special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, um... I will say, though, going back a little bit, yeah. when he's talking about her not testing herself, he does that as he's dragging the dagger down her neck. Like, if you thought that this person wanted to kill you, that would actually be terrifying. Oh, yeah. And it's like her face is like shoved into the mat. Like he's on top of her on the mat. Yeah. So she said, and she says like, this isn't just painful. It's humiliating. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Um, she know, and Violet now only has two daggers left. And she kind of just he kind of tries to bait her a little bit where he's just like, yeah, you know, let's see what she can do. And he kind of like rocks back on his heels and she decides to get smart finally and kick him in the back of his knees. Yes. Smart. Which finally brings him down like a tree, which is really funny. <laughs> I just imagine like a tree noise. <laughs> if, if a Zayden falls in the forest and nobody was around to hear it, did it actually make a sound? <laughs> so as Zayden knocked down, Violet tries to put him in a headlock. Lol. Uh, I don't know why she thought that would work. I don't know either. <laughs> like, I imagine her arms are like little twigs compared to what I can only imagine is a huge neck that Zayden has. Yeah, and she's just like, he, they still need air. And she's like trying to <laughs> squeeze his throat with her arms. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Anybody can tell that's not going to work. <laughs> so then comes the fun part. He flips her over and he's now lying prone on top of her, his hips pinning down hers. Ooh. So they're essentially a missionary style. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Violet pulls out a dagger and tries to stab at him again. Which Zayden catches her wrist and then pins that above her head, which is kind of hot. And then <laughs> he leans down close and then she gets all hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah. And I love how she says beautiful fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I like that you are not attracted to toxic men. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to talk herself out of it mentally. <laughs> But here I am, getting all attracted. <laughs> but at least, you know, she finally admits it, that she's been attracted to him since the first second she saw him. Yeah. She's true. finally accepted this, kind of. She's pissed off about it, but at least she's acknowledging it. 
So then he uh, makes her take out her last dagger and then hand over hand guides her to where all of the weak spots on someone are. While Violet tries really hard not to think about fucking him. Yeah, I just, this just makes me laugh too. It's like toxic, dangerous, wants to kill you. Nope, doesn't matter. My pulse still skitters like a teenager. Like she's 20. She's 20. Last year she was a teenager. True. (laughs) It's just so funny. Also the well aware response. I feel like it's used a lot in this book. And now I kind of find myself using it occasionally. Like later in the book where he's like, well, the fuck aware. Oh, it's great. (laughs) that one's a great like read of that too it's so good so um after he's done teaching her and violet also notes that all the things he showed her were fatal wounds and she's avoiding those at all Mm -hmm. costs so she's which comes yeah it comes into play later when she kills jack and she's so like so torn up about it because she never wanted to kill anybody no ever Although she doesn't really kill him, so she didn't need to get worked up. This is true. Fucking Jack. God. Not literally. God, no. He, I feel like he's the type that would, like, kill any woman he fucked. Yeah. Like, willing or no. <laughs> or he's the type that's going to become, like, a Jack the Ripper and go after all the prostitutes. I wonder if that's where she took his name from. <gasps> Inter- interesting. Just... Boom. Live thought right there. So, (laughs) Dane then interjects to say Violet's had enough, which Zayden bristles at. And he's like, is he always an overprotective? (laughs) And then he, Zayden also tells Violet that Dane is holding her back. But he also reassures her that he's not going to tell anyone about her poisoning scheme. Basically, in a way, paying her back for not telling anyone about his meeting. Which, I'm sorry, these two are not the same. <laughs> her, Yeah, that's... <laughs> not the same. Cheating with poison, illegal death-causing meeting, you know. Yeah, one of these secrets is not like the other. No, not at all. And then he takes her hand and guides her dagger back into her rib sheath. Which she openly acknowledges is hot. <laughs> Unnervingly hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then he gets off her and tells her to keep her daggers because, quote, defensive women have never been my type. And how opposite is that to Dane, who only wants a defenseless woman? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder about Amber. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have to wonder for long. <laughs> True. <laughs> we got, what, four or five more chapters with her? Then she gone. Also, it's surprising Violet doesn't express more jealousy about Amber. I, I think... I think it's because she never actually liked Dane that way. Like, we see how she is with Kat. Because she is so obsessed with Zayden. But she could not really care less about amber yeah it's it's just weird though because at this point she thinks she's obsessed with dane like she thinks that she is all about dane and i think that's just one more thing to kind of show us like they were never equal like 
Yeah. Yeah. So, Violet is sore everywhere, but manages to stand on her own and make her way back to Dane to get her daggers. Zayden then calls out to Dane to tell him to instruct her more and stares him down until he nods, which is a total power move. I agree. So, now we're on to my section. I, for the second week in a row, have given myself a Dane-centric part of the episode. (laughs) So, um... Yeah. So we start off with... Okay, let's just set the scene here. Mm. Violet has snuck up to Dane's room. She is naked from the waist up, except for a bandage that's kind of binding her chest. And she is laying on her stomach while Dane massages her shoulders and back. So that is the scene. As I vomit in my mouth. So... Dane says he's surprised that Zayden let Violet live. And Violet is thinking that while he massages her shoulders, that it feels so good it was worth the pain of sneaking up to his room. Barf. Yeah, that's literally what I had written. Barf. (laughs) (laughs) So she has certainly reverted back to how comfortable she used to be with Dane if she's like almost like naked in just in his room. Like, she would, does she just not care? Or, and he doesn't care how this would look if someone walked in there? Dane like, never care. Like, her first, like, hour of being there, he took her to his room. Yeah, but now she's almost naked. And I feel like that's a little different. Because he has an image to uphold as a squad leader. True, but even in the first hour, people didn't know if she was naked or not in his room. They just saw her leaving his room. Yeah. Um, regardless, Violet says a public execution isn't Zayden's style. And Dane gets all pissy and he's like, because you know what his way is? Like, okay, <laughs> let's calm down. Um, so Violet feels super guilty for keeping Zayden's secret. But she has no reason to feel guilty. Like, she doesn't owe Dane anything. Mm-mm. But she also points out that Zayden has had plenty of chances to take her out if he wanted to which causes Dane to actually consider what she said. Um, wow, so Dane's actually in? listening to what she says for once? Yeah, but he's but he's not. We'll get to that when I get to the end of my section. Yeah. He's not listening. No. Uh, so we learned that Rhiannon drilled Violet for two hours after dinner because evidently she was also super spooked about Zayden's quote-unquote takedown of Violet, but she's such a good friend. She really is. Just take... Taking the time to train. And Violet needed it, uh, honestly. Yeah. Um, so then this is the most interesting part of this section, I think. Violet asks Dane if he really thinks that Scale would have bonded Zayden if he was plotting against Navarre. And Dane says that he did it first, but, end quote, then I bonded Kath and I realized that dragons would do anything to protect the veil and their sacred hatching grounds. There's no way any dragon would have bonded Ryerson or any of the separatists if they weren't honest about protecting Navarre. Now, he's not wrong. Like, about, like, if they weren't honest about protecting Navarre, like, he's not wrong. That is why Scale bonded Zayden and that's why the other marked ones also have dragons because they are serious about protecting Navarre, just not in the way that Dane thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he has other reasons that he shouldn't be trusting them. So it's interesting that he says this, like, oh, there's no way they could be lying. Well, it's like, no, they're not lying. And that is exactly why their dragons trust them. Yeah. Dane's also not very creative, so. 
No, he sees the world in black and white. There is no gray to him. No. There's good and there's bad. There's good and there's evil. Like, there is nothing. We st- we see him start to struggle with that a bit in Iron Flame. Not enough for me to actually like him. Um. So we learn that dragons are in their riders' heads at all times. It's impossible to hide something for, like that from your dragon. But evidently, dragons can hide things from their mates. And I would assume that they're also always in each other's heads. Oh, you th- because Scale Scale never told Taryn about uh, Zayden's second signet. Yeah. Caused a huge rift in their relationship. So they can keep secrets from each other. Well, I mean, what this is Jack's dragon. I don't remember its name now. It's dead now, so who cares? It kept that secret from everybody about Jack being alive. Also true. And my retard was really pissed about it. <laughs> is it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this? I can't remember what his name is. Again, it doesn't matter. It's dead now. <laughs> Violet <laughs> is asking questions, but apparently that's against the rules to ask about stuff like this. Almost everything about bonds are off limits for discussion. Like, that seems so stupid to me. What is the risk here? They're all riders. Yeah. Or maybe that's just what she thinks. I don't know. I, I, that just seemed really weird. We don't have access to the whole codex, so we don't know, but I just... I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Violet has access to the whole codex and has read it multiple times. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. But then again, a lot of the rules at the Rider's Quadrant don't make any sense, so... Um, here, and here we go with Dane being Dane. Oh, fuck. So Dane says he talked to Colonel Markham, which immediately has Violet worried that something happened to Mira. But no, it's just Dane being Dane. He told the Colonel that he thinks Zayden wants to kill her, kill Violet. And he also told Colonel Markham about Jack Barlow and Seifert because Seifert apparently pushed Violet into the wall this morning. And I am physically rolling my eyes right now (laughs) because he's once again showing that he doesn't believe that she can defend herself, which, okay, to be fair, her showing on the mat against Zayden was not great. And so like, she probably looks like she can't defend herself very well at the moment, but still. And he kind of like psychs her out in a way, because when he says that he walks, he pulls out a desk and then puts his head in his hands, like, like something's like wrong. So, yeah, she's going to think something's wrong with Mira. Yeah. So, Violet says to him, like, anyone that's paying attention would know that Zayden wanted to kill her. And that's a fair point. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure all of the professors know this. Also, the crush Violet um, thing is weird. Yes. Okay, I'm going to talk about that. So, evidently, Rhiannon told Dane about the crush Violet last week. And that annoys me a little bit. Like, why? Why did she do that? I, but then again, I'm like, yes, Dane is the squad leader and she was concerned for her friend, but I'm still like, ugh, getting Dane involved. Maybe Dane asked her and she didn't feel she could lie to him. Maybe. So apparently they were mutilated violets. That part, honestly, though, kind of makes me laugh because it's like someone was thinking like, as they crushed up flowers, they're like, oh, th- this is this is good. This is so intimidating. Like. <laughs> it's kind of clever on their part, though. <laughs> It is, but I'm like just these burly dragon riders just going and picking violets <laughs> and then <laughs> shredding them to put on her pillow. It's just kind of a funny image. Um, 
So Violet teases Dane by saying, it's not like they came with a death note or anything while she strokes his hair. And I have to ask, did you think they were going to get together at this point? Like, were you team Dane? I don't remember now. I don't think I really thought they were going to get together, especially with how pissed she gets at him. But I I definitely think I thought there would be more of a love triangle than there ended up being. Yeah, I think maybe I thought they would get kind of get together, but it wouldn't last. Because, you know, I'm used to reading like Akatar and stuff where the first love is never the actual love. And the dark broody guy is always going to be the one that gets the girl. Huh. Shadow daddies for life. <laughs> um, so Violet <laughs> points out that every cadet gets threatened. Then Dane brings up her condition again, which actually annoys Violet this time. Like, good. She asks him why he went to Markham, because he's a scribe and he can't do anything. Then Dane, fucking Dane, says... He'd still, he said he'd still take you. And he holds Violet by the hip so she can't step away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so Violet is well and truly pissed at this point. She says Dane only did it because he thinks that she's not cutting it. And she thinks to herself, Dane knows me better than anyone. And if he still thinks I can't do this after I've made it this far, like she is, like he makes her doubt herself. He does. He's, like, the least supportive person in her life. So Dane says he never said that, but Violet says he he says it with his actions. And I agree. Yeah. Like, walking her everywhere, like, making a scene while she was fighting Zayden. Like, all those things tell a story. Oh, yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So Dane says that he's been watching Zayden toying with Violet and she says he's allowed to do whatever he wants to her because he is her wing leader and it's so probably so frustrating to her that Dane, who is so interested in following the rules, can't get it through his head that she is also just following the rules by letting him do it, like letting Zayden take the lead. Also, it's weird that Dane is such a rule follower, but here he constantly wants to her to break the rules. Like, she yeah. is not technically allowed to leave to go to the scribe quadrant. Yeah, I don't care what Markham says, that, like, he'd register her as a scribe, and then her mom wouldn't find out until, like, she was in the whatever, and so she couldn't do anything about it. I don't believe that for a second. I think her mom could take her out of there regardless of how long she'd been in the scribe quadrant. Her mom is in charge of the whole college, not just the writer's yeah. quadrant. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what he's talking about. I also like that Violet is so pissed that she's literally getting dressed to leave. Yeah, like, dude, she was naked in your room, and you've so severely fucked this up. <laughs> he could have got laid. <laughs> so she Violet points out that she survived longer than a quarter of a year. And Dan That's says, a lot. Do you, do you know what happens at the threshing? Like... This is Violet he's talking to. She knows, like, everything. Like, obviously she knows what happens. <sighs> what pisses me off is that he makes it all about him. It's all have to watch. I'm yeah. not allowed to do yeah. it. It makes it 100% about him. Yep, yeah, I agree. And I hate that, okay, so 
what we're talking about is during the threshing, the first years can eliminate one another. And the second and third years just watch, which is also super weird rule. Like, why are they watching? I don't, I don't get this. Dane then calls her a liability, which is so kind of him. And he, he says, um, you're not a liability to me, but they don't know you the way I do, Vi. Like, <laughs> that's so con, that is so condescending. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, I don't think you're a liability, but obviously everyone else does. Like, <laughs> And she fights back. She says, I'm not a damn yeah. liability. And like I said, he, yeah. he touches her cheek again. He touches her face. Yeah. And so he said he's not allowed to help her or save her at the threshing, which is obviously foreshadowing to the actual threshing when he says to Zayden that, no, I wouldn't have done anything. Like, I would have let them kill her. Yep. And Zayden would have interfered. He pretty much did, Um, let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. So Dane asks her to go to the Scribe's Quadrant for him. Do it for me. Yep. And there's four weeks left until the threshing. And then Violet says she'll think about it. Violet. Why? She just can't help herself with Dane at this point. Yeah, it just, you're stronger than that's Violet. And that's the uh, end of the chapter, at least from Violet's point of view. Yes. So. Stay tuned. So, what have you been up to in the last three days? (laughs) Yeah, so, as we said in our last episode, we recorded kind of late. And uh, Mm. here we are again, just a few days later. I did manage to actually watch a couple episodes of The West Wing. So. Exciting. Yeah. Um, I technically am still reading There, There by Tommy Orange, although I literally have not opened it since I got it from the library. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. Um, and then besides that, we had a stupid fucking ice storm, basically, that hit us. Sunday, which then all of the public schools were closed both Monday and Tuesday, which then meant my daycare was closed Monday and Tuesday. Fun. Oh my God. I love my son. Don't get me wrong, but two year olds stuck in the house with you when you're trying to do your freaking job, it's the worst thing. Especially when he's an only child, so you're his entertainment. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I'm trying to like sit and like trying to get something done. He's like getting into everything. I put Sesame Street up on the second monitor here and like turn off the touchpad on my my computer. And he still opens it and still tries to just fuck with it. And somehow, even though the touchpad is off, he doesn't have a mouse, he still manages to fuck with it. I don't know how. <laughs> He's smarter than I am, apparently, when it comes to this shit. Oh, my God. It just... It was a lot. Yeah, that sounds fun. It was a lot. That sounds really fun. <laughs> so, luckily today, this is Wednesday, uh, daycare was finally open again. Yay! Yay! Small victories. I know, right? And so I was able to go into the office. I didn't have to be... Again, I do love my son, but toddlers are a lot. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> Nobody tells you 
like when your kids are toddlers, nobody tells you about how you love them, but at the same time, you kind of hate them. <laughs> that never gets talked they're about tiny, as parents. They're tiny terrorists. They are. Emotional terrorists. You are not the only person I've heard today refer to them as terrorists <laughs> at that <Wow>. age. <laughs> it's, it's, God. Yeah. He was very sweet though tonight. He's very tired, but he was very sweet and he's just very loving and I do love him. I I would love spending time with him when he's not being a raging asshole. <laughs> um What are you on this side of the border? <laughs> yeah, on this side of the border. So work has calmed down, so I've been watching private practice. Like a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. So that's been yeah. fun. Um, I'm still reading Wolf Gone Wild. It's good. I just like, like in the last episode, I said how busy I was at work last week, so I didn't really have time to do anything. So I'm just trying to get this one finished. Isn't there like a show on Peacock based on that book or am I thinking of something else? There's something with a wolf on Uh, it. I honestly have no idea. Are werewolves making a comeback into the mainstream media? I think that's what it was. Now I'm going to look it up. Um, and then... I'm just waiting to get the results back from my sleep study that I did last week. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Hopefully I'll be able to sleep. So the book, the show I was thinking of is called Wolf Like Me. Oh, well, similar. Three words. I will say, so you know how a few weeks back we were hanging out around like minus 50 up here? Mm-hmm. On Monday, it's supposed to be plus eight. Which is forty six. Yeah, we've yeah we've had a similar kind of jump. So yes, last time, what did I say it was in Celsius? I don't remember. It was fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Basically, so today it was in Celsius six, which is in Fahrenheit. Oh, that's nice. Uh, forty two. And it's just been that's nice. Yeah, it's been rainy and really foggy. Um, but the best part is next Friday, it's supposed to be fifty four, which for those of you in the Celsius world is twelve. The world's on fire. Yeah, that's the way I like. It. That's the way I like it. I never get bored. <laughs> Except I don't really like it. I don't really like it. <laughs> Anyways, on that happy note, um, be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you're listening to us. You can find our Instagram at Readers Quadrant Podcast, and you can email us with any questions or concerns at readersquadpod at gmail.com. Once again, be sure to join our Discord. Lots of fun stuff happening there. A link will be posted on our Instagram stories. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. And remember, the right way isn't the only way. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his song, The Pyre, for our intro and outro music.